Hey, what's up, everybody? Pastor Armando here. Super excited to be here with you guys today. I know God's got something great and amazing for you guys tonight. We're going to talk quite a bit about having victory over negative thinking and the thoughts that you and I struggle with as people. Uh, and every one of us struggle with those thoughts. So we're going to jump right in. Tonight, we're going to talk about escaping the thought trap. That's right, guys. Uh, your thoughts, they are traps, snares set for you by the enemy. Um, and many well-intended people in your life that didn't know they were setting a snare. Uh, let me say it this way. Some of us struggle with many, with many negative thoughts, negative thinking patterns. Some of us struggle with low self-esteem and put-downs. And what we have to remember is that none of that is from God. Matter of fact, Scripture tells us in uh, Psalm 34, uh, the Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. It's actually the ministry of Satan to condemn. It's the ministry of the enemy of your soul to condemn you, to bring up your past, to tell you you're inadequate, to tell you you're not enough. And many times in life, we also pick up those labels or statements or beliefs that are negative, that are counter-biblical, they're against the knowledge of God. Uh, sometimes we pick them up from people as well. Uh, we pick them up from family members, even as little children. But there is a promise God has for you in Romans 8.1 that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation. So if you have Jesus, you are not condemned. You need to own that right now. You need to wear that over yourself. You need to recognize that you are a child of God. And many of the ways that we think, um, many of them are just not from God. And I'm going to even throw this out there to you guys. There's good news actually for us tonight. Um, not only is it that God heals us from our negative thinking, but actually, uh, we can actually take steps of faith and, and take steps toward more positive, more biblical mindedness. Uh, understand it this way, that your thoughts are actually habits. The way you think are patterns of thinking, patterns of belief. And uh, what a habit is, it's a pattern of behavior that you've practiced long enough for it to become a habit. So many of the old tapes and the things you play about yourself, the negative thinking, they are habits and your habits are actually the root of the problem. And what's at stake? The reason why this is so important that you discover that God can heal you by you taking a step of faith and saying, God, I give you my habits, right? I don't want to live in this thought trap. By you inviting God into the dysfunction of our thinking, uh, we can have healing. But if we don't do that, if we sit into the habits of our thinking, as followers of Jesus, you will rob yourself of everything he has for you. What I mean is uh, like the enemy cannot steal your soul. We know that. The Bible says you're in the palm of God once you're saved. Uh, man, if you do life with Jesus and you live in faith and you live uh, uh, surrendered to Jesus Christ, who's the Lord and Savior of your life, the devil cannot steal your soul. He's powerless. Jesus paid for that on the cross. You are God's. And that is really great news. Um, however, our thoughts Sometimes we don't surrender to God. Our thoughts sometimes continue to go on with bad habits. And this is what's at stake. This is what the enemy will steal from you. He can't take your salvation. He can't take your soul. He can't take you out of, the, uh, out of God's palm. However, he can try and steal your purpose. He can try and steal your potential. He could steal your Godfidence. That's right. I didn't say confidence. I said Godfidence. Because it's the beliefs we have about ourselves that are either in Christ or they're in the flesh or they're lies. See, you're either going to believe truth or you and I are going to believe lies. And what we have to recognize is that if the enemy can jam you up as a follower of Jesus with negative thinking, you are probably going to 
spend life feeling bad about who you are. Spend life feeling bad about who Jesus created you to be, and you're never actually going to walk into your God-given purpose, your God-given potential. Uh, Pastor Dave, I see you putting that uh, Romans 12 to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's actually an action step we're going to get to. So uh, I want you guys to go back, like what Pastor Dave just put in the chat. Um, and what you're going to recognize is that there's something you can actually do in faith. Uh, so when I think about these thought struggles, I'm amazed how easy it is uh, for us to adopt or fall into bad thought patterns or habits. Uh, and, and, it, and it is a habit. But the good news is that you can actually train your way out of bad thinking. Uh, we have all been trained how to think and what to think. Uh, and these habits can even impact our ability to problem solve or our ability to decide who and what we are. Uh, and we even filter truth or untruth through it, but understand where your thought patterns come from. They come from your family of origin. So what did mom and dad speak of you? What did they speak over you? What did your family members call you? What were your labels? Uh, we also get them socially. What do other people think about us? Some of us take on those labels, right? Maybe uh, names you were called or things of that sort. Sometimes you've experienced a trauma or an experience in life uh, that the enemy has used to, uh, to deposit negative thinking in your life. And sometimes when we've been abused, we think we're not desirable. We think we're not good enough. You see, many times we, uh, we create even labels or take on labels for ourselves based on experiences in life that we've gone through. Uh, and some of it is not so direct. Some of the habits we've developed are actually indirect. And it's assumptions that we make based on self-evaluations or comparisons. That's right. The easiest way to kill your self-esteem and worth is to compare yourself. Understand this. If there's anything in your life that you have, anything in your life that you love or that you think is good and you want to kill it, the best way to kill it is compare it to something or someone else. It's a comparison trap. It's the thought trap. But there's great news because we can get out of bad thought habits. Uh, we can learn to think better. We can learn to think healthier. And it's not about the power of positive thinking. I got to tell you guys, there is no power. The world tells you, think better about yourself and you'll feel better. No, there is no power within oneself. There's no power in positive thinking. But scripture is very clear. As a man thinketh, a man is. If you are focusing on the word of God in your life, you're going to live a blessed life. If you are applying the word of God to your life, truth is going to come out of your life and you're going to live blessed. Matter of fact, Joshua 1.8 says this, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it uh, day and night. And you should be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your ways prosperous and then you will have good success. Uh, if, if this, then that, there's a condition here. If you meditate on the word of God, if you look at the lies you and I believe about ourselves and we grab the truth of God, that I'm a son of God, maybe you're a daughter of God, I'm an heir to the throne of God. Uh, you know what? I'm made good enough in Christ Jesus. Jesus loves me. I'm lovable. I'm the apple of his eye. I'm not the black sheep of my family. I am loved. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. If I meditate on those things, Scripture says, God is saying, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Notice what it says. If you do this, you will make. You see, it's actually activating a promise of God in your life. You can't self-activate truth. God said it. And what he's really telling you is you have to want it. You have to knock. If you knock, the door will be open. If you seek, 
you shall find. Man, so we are truly the sum total of our thinking. Let me say it this way. It's safe for us to say that we're the sum total of our habits. If, if you want to know your future, just look at your habits today. It will show you uh, where your thoughts are and your behaviors, uh, it will impact your behaviors, which will impact your tomorrow. You and I are truly the sum total of our thoughts. Let's take a moment right now and consider, are my thoughts bringing me closer to God? Are my thoughts set on the things of God or the things of this world, the desires of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life? Like, are the things that I meditate on, are they wonderful? Are they beautiful? Are they true? Or do I gossip? Do I blow people up on social media? Do I talk behind people's backs? Do I conspire? Do I cheat? Do I lie? Are my thoughts bringing me closer to God or are my thoughts driving me further from God? And guys, when we think about the thought trap, your habits, the way we think, are either gonna drive us toward God or drive us away from God. Colossians 3.2 says, set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things of the earth. Guys, you're at a crossroads. Everything you choose to think in your life that you hang out with and spend time with is either going to bless you or curse you. Notice I said hang out with. You cannot help intrusive thoughts. We've all had them. Have you ever had a crazy thought? If you've ever had a crazy thought, let me know in the chat. We have a bunch of leaders, uh, church leaders in the, in the chat as well right now. They're going to chat with you and work through that with you. But have you ever had a crazy thought? If you have, say yes. Uh, if you don't say yes, you're probably lying or just embarrassed, but I'm going to own it. I have crazy thoughts all the time. I have intrusive thoughts. You know what intrusive thought means? It's an intrusion. It's a thought you did not choose that popped into your mind and it's loco and it's crazy. And you're like, man, I hope nobody hears my thoughts because I'm embarrassed by my thoughts. God, I didn't mean that. God, I didn't think that. But when a thought pops into your mind, you are at a crossroads. Do I continue to obsess over this? Do I hang out with this thought? Do I encourage this thought? Do I feed this thought? Or do I turn my back away from this? I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You thought you are not my thought. Thought you are not my desire. I don't want that. I ain't thinking about that. I ain't fantasizing about that. I'm moving myself. I'm moving my focus to the things of God. And I'm going to meditate on his word night and day. You and I are at a crossroads. And you will find yourself at a crossroads with every thought that you have in your life. When I think about setbacks, hurts, and the many different pains and experiences that you and I have gone through in our lives, through people, places, things, or events, I realize that there's a choice for you and I to make. There's a crossroads before us. There's a decision. Write the word decision in the chat. Right now, you are at a crossroads. Right now, you and I are at a decision, a commitment. God, I commit right now to focusing and meditating on the things that will draw me closer to you. And then Holy Spirit, I invite you in to give me strength to do it. Guys, we can't do it in our own strength. We literally need the power of God. So the question you gotta ask yourself is, do you hand yourself over to your thoughts and emotions, the hardships of life? Do you allow them to define you and dictate how you feel and how you live? Or does my pain, does your pain, does it bring you to God to rest in the hiding place that is Jesus? It's the difference between freedom and chains, guys. It, it really is. It's the difference between freedom and change. This day, you have to choose who you're going to serve. Do I serve the thought that has been killing me all my life? Do I serve the thought that tells me I'm not good enough? Or do I serve God, who is the author and finisher of my faith? God, who is truth. 
You see, you may have fear in your life, but your fear doesn't have to have you. You have to understand the difference between freedom and chains. We have the choice to subject ourselves to freedom in Christ, or we have the choice to subject ourselves to the chains and the lies that the enemy has. It's all about stories and scripts, guys. Stories and scripts, narratives we write. The stories and scripts that we tell ourselves, they're powerful. The Bible says that the tongue can bring life or death. You and I have a tongue, not just here in our mouth, but we also have a tongue in our minds. And what that tongue speaks is either going to bless or it's going to curse. Guys, before I go on, please share this if you haven't already. This is gold for everyone. We need to hear this because truth will set us free. You see, what we tell ourselves, it not only defines our behavior, but it also it predicts our future. Do we speak negatively? Do we speak lies and opposition to the word of God? Or do we speak truth that is God over our lives as medicine to our souls, to our hurting souls? And do we speak that medicine against the lies and narratives that we've been taught? Understand this, when you confront a lie, a negative thought, a negative pattern of thinking, a habit, with the truth of God, it is literally medicine spoken over your life. It's medicine spoken over your souls. Being set free is to experience the truth of the gospel showing up in every area of your life, even your thought life. Guys, how many of you know we have a thought life? Some of us have hidden thought lives that we act one way on the outside, but something very different is happening on the inside. God wants to bring healing to all of that, but the decision is yours. You want to know how I fight my battles? You guys all know this. I share this all the time. I struggle with uh, intense anxiety at times. I really do. Today's been a very anxious day for me. I uh, I went down to a funeral of a, a colleague in ministry. Uh, he lost a, a family member. Um, so I think being in the environment, then I was thinking about all the uh, church responsibilities I have and all the work and, uh, you know, people, uh, there's other people that are dealing with loss right now and hardships. And, and I was wearing the worry of the world on my shoulders. But how many of you know it's not for me to own? All of that is above my pay grade. It, it's God's to own. But I'm human just like you. And until I was able to hold myself accountable, I felt the weight of anxiety. So, man, I put worship music on. I worshiped my way back from that funeral upstate New York, I from the city, right? It was in the Bronx. Um, I put on worship songs. Man, and, and I left all my burdens at the door and I worship God because you know what I can't do? I can't worship and worry at the same time. That's right, guys. You can't worship and worry at the same time. And in that moment, I was giving God my worry. Right before this prayer meeting, I, I, I had that feeling of anxiety again. And I rebuked it in the name of Jesus. I said, I'm not in fellowship with you. I'm not hanging out with you. I rebuke it. And then I said, so what am I going to do, God? So I turned and I and I put on YouTube and I put on Elevation Worship. I put on Hillsong Worship uh, and I just started singing and I just I started praying and I started praying for all of you, but not a prayer of worry, but a prayer of joy, because I said, God, I don't I don't have to worry about me. I don't have to worry about them because you care about us. And together we need to approach your th throne boldly. And all of a sudden anxiety started coming off, worry started coming off, fear started coming off. And in that moment, I sat as a safe child of God, safe in the hidden places with God. You see, when our experiences and our thoughts don't line up with, when our experiences and thoughts don't line up with biblical truth, we should always yield our thoughts always yield to the truth of God. You see, when my thoughts and truth don't line up, 
I always choose to side with truth over my thoughts. I always have to choose to side with truth over my feelings. You and I have to make God's truth, his word, a filter that we use to meditate on, to filter how we feel, to filter the things we think. And if it's an opposition to the word of God, scripture says, as Dave shared earlier, to take our thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. How do we take them captive? I'm not in agreement with it. I don't stand with it. God, I replace it with this truth of your word. So when I'm struggling with anxiety, what do I go to? Fear not in Isaiah. I go to uh, take my yoke and burden upon you. It's easy. It's light. Like I go to Jesus as my strong fortress, my shelter. I run to the name of God because I take the thought captive and I make it obedient to Christ. When I'm sitting there wondering if I measure up, am I good enough as a pastor? Am I good enough as a husband? I rebuke those thoughts in the name of Jesus. I'm made good enough in Christ. Jesus is good enough. And that is who I abide in. That thought is gone. Why? Because I've taken it captive. 2 Corinthians 10, 5, I believe one of you shared it earlier, and I may have missed who that was, forgive me, but we destroy arguments of every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone has a thought. All of them, if they're against the truth of God, we destroy that argument because it needs to be brought into obedience with Christ. Guys, our thoughts can be such a trap or it can be a source of pure water springs to your soul flowing from the word of God and deposited deep into your life. Don't be a slave to your thought traps anymore. You don't have to live that way any longer. Yield to the truth of God and allow Jesus to set you free today. Guys, it simply is a decision you and I must make. God, do I yield to you? Do I surrender myself to your purpose? Or do I surrender myself to negative thinking, the things that hurt me? Guys, you don't have the burden to measure up anymore. You don't have the burden to be good enough anymore. You don't have to be that perfect wife, that perfect mom, that perfect dad or husband, because you're made righteous and holy by Jesus. Like, there's nothing for you to obtain. There's no race that you need to run, that you need to win for you to measure up, because you're made enough in Christ. Guys, he won it for you. What you and I have to do Could you imagine going on vacation right now at the tail end of this pandemic? We all dream about that, right? Like, I want to get out of here. I want to get out of New York. And I want to go to a place where I can put my feet up. I can hang out on a beach and I can have no worries in this world. And just sit in that moment. That sounds great, but that is counterfeit comparing to sit in the truth of God for your life. You don't have to live in the pandemic of the soul anymore. The spiritual leprosy of not measuring up, not being good enough. All you need to do is sit in the truth of God for your life by simply saying, God, I believe your word. I believe your word is true over my life. God, I'm made good enough in you. And I'm going to sit in that, Jesus. I'm going to commune with you, Jesus. Guys, I got to tell you, I'm speaking to myself today just as much as I am speaking to you because the Holy Spirit spoke that into my life. Jesus wants you to sit in the comfort of his embrace, the comfort of his good news. You know what? No one can speak badly of you because God will shut the mouth of the liar, shut the mouth of the enemy. What people speak over you, it ain't true unless it lines up with the knowledge of God. And if it's in opposition to the knowledge of God, it's a lie. And you know what we do with lies? We walk away from them because they have no power. But be careful, because if you speak a lie over yourself, you actually give power to that which has no power. 
and we subject ourselves to it. And our emotions will always follow our thoughts. But when our thoughts are good, when they're righteous, when they're holy, when they're praiseworthy, as Paul said, when, when those are our thoughts, our heart and emotions will follow those too. And we will find ourselves in the presence of God. The presence of God is never far from you. The kingdom of heaven is one step away. It's one decision away. It's one head turn away. We just have to turn from the wrong things we're looking at, the wrong things we're hanging out with, and we need to turn to the God who loves us deeply, the God who is our hiding place, our refuge, our strong fortress, as the psalmist says. Guys, in that, we experience freedom. And in that, we can get out of our thought traps. Guys, would you pray with me as we open up our prayer meeting to the, uh, this evening? Father God, we thank you, Jesus, that we are no longer slaves, but we are set free, Jesus. We don't have to live as slaves anymore, God, to the thought traps of our minds, but we are freed sons and daughters of the living God. Lord God, we come against every lofty opinion that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, Lord God, and uh, Lord God, we, we make it obedient to you, Lord God. We demolish it, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, with the explosive power of God, because your word is power, your word is life, and it breathes life to our dry bones, Lord God. Lord Jesus, I pray right now, Lord God, that you would set our minds and hearts free. Someone came in here today feeling like they're not good enough. They don't measure up. They're never going to be that person in ministry you've called them to be. The reality is they are, because it's you working through their life. Lord God, you never asked us to be perfect. You were perfect for us, Jesus. Thank you, God, for grace. We celebrate grace and mercy right now in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Guys, right now, I just want to take a moment and I want to pray for everyone that is struggling with uh, fears, with anxiety. Maybe you're sitting there at home right now and you're struggling with depression, or maybe there's someone who you care about deeply, who you've been interceding for, you've been praying for. Uh, if, if that's you, you could just write in the chat, hey, that's me. I want to pray uh, with you and for you right now. And I know our uh, many of our church teammates, uh, they're going to be praying with you as well in the chat. Um, so let me pray for you right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, depression, anxiety, fear, none of that is from God. Like we cancel that right now in the name of Jesus. We come against that boldly as, as men and women with the authority of God through the power of the name Jesus. <clears throat> Lord God, those things uh, Lord God, that which is spiritual, we have dominion over, we have strength over in the name of Jesus. So we command you right now, spirit of anxiety, depression, fear. I command you right now to leave the believer in the name of Jesus. Every person who said that was me, or maybe they're interceding for somebody. Lord God, may they feel the comfort of your embrace. That which is not spiritual, that might be mental health related or chemically related. But God, we pray for a miracle right now in the name of Jesus, because we know that anxiety and depression and fear can be spirit, can be a bad spirit, but it can also be very chemical. Uh, Lord God, so we pray for both right now. One, we command evil spirits to depart the believer in the name of Jesus. And for the other, we pray for your healing, Lord God, because, Lord God, there's healing that is made possible through your blood. Lord God, you, your blood ran red at Calvary for us, Lord God. Lord God, for the forgiveness of sins and for healing, Lord God, that we desperately need in the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. And amen. Right now, I want to take a moment with you, and I want to pray for the church. How many of you know that even though this has been a crazy trying year, this has been a really great season for the church? Uh, and many churches have struggled during COVID-19. God has been so faithful and kind to Fusion Church. Uh, but what I know is this, is that the gospel has gone out in a way I've never seen it before in my lifetime. Social media, right now we're doing a prayer meeting. Guys, we're doing a prayer meeting on Facebook. Praise God. Um, you don't even have to leave your home. And we are 
from different states. We are from in-person campus, online campus. There are literally, literally people uh, who found Jesus just this year simply because of uh, God using COVID-19 uh, for his kingdom purpose. That doesn't mean God wanted COVID-19. It just means that Romans 8.28 is true, that all things will work together for good for those who love God called according to his purpose. God repurposed what the enemy meant for evil and death. God repurposed it for good. And that story is not done yet, guys. The church is growing. So I celebrate that. And I want you to pray a bold prayer with me. I believe God wants a vibrant church. The church today in the Western world in the United States statistically is going down. It's should not be. The church should be growing by leaps and bounds. And, and the truth is, I believe God has used COVID-19 to change that because we see a change in the trajectory uh, over the five-year trend we saw before COVID. So God is doing a new and fresh thing. And what the church need is vision, vision to reach the lost. What the church need is vision to meet the needs of the hungry, the homeless, the financially uh, struggling, uh, human trafficking. The church needs vision to go rescue young men and women uh, and who are being trafficked and sold into slavery. And you know what, guys, I have good news. The church is doing that, but the rest of the church needs to get behind that. So would you pray a bold prayer with me? I, I wanna pray for fire. Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost fire over Fusion Church, over God's kingdom. And, and I wanna see the church rise up like it never did before. And I believe together, guys, we can do that as teammates. Uh, church is not a pastor and a staff. It's all the followers of Jesus. Because at the end of the day, I, like you, am a son of God. Before I wear any label, there's one I wear, a child of God. Just with all of you guys, we can do this together because the Holy Spirit's going to work through you and I. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. We have a new message that comes out every week. You can click the link in the description below to follow us on Facebook or Instagram or jump onto our website at fusionchurchny.com for more information. We would like you to be a part of what God is doing at Fusion Church, so please subscribe to our podcast and share it on social media. Make sure you tag us. We want to get to know you and feel free to rate us and leave a review.